This is called Future Podcast. I've got to have a podcast that says it's happening now. This uh, takeover <coughs> by the um, activists, the progressives, <coughs> is timing our uh, big cycle fight with China. We have to do that. We got a government that dictates, regulates, and does not innovate. They're trying to squash innovation. The left is always trying to to come up with some fancy ideology that isn't supported by anything. So that's what my next podcast is supposed to be. Yeah, something I need to add uh, on uh, Dalio's book the changing new world order, changing to the new world order, is that he, he predicts everything on historical trends, saying that that may not be the most reliable because we do have to anticipate variables and things like that. But, but the only thing that will uh, so-called bend the curve, we're talking about the big cycle curve, would be innovation. And... Uh, freedom to uh, implement through better leadership um, bending that that curve in not the downhill slide but the, uh, into a different big cycle so to break the historical so-called big big trends cycle it would have to result in either another big cycle or a smaller cycle that's renamed uh, under what I've proposed Americanism. But anyway, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, I liken this to the uh, queen bee who creates drones and the king bee that dictates to the throne drones. Because what we really are talking about here is, is leadership of making sure that those that create the wealth share in the wealth and that's on the basis of, of their ability to work the more they learn and they can earn and they take a risk to get the reward and then they have to create a skill to build which sustains the enterprise and then the leadership becomes the king bee and queen bee work together to perpetuate more drones. So that's the theory right now that I'm into. The only problem with that is that the queen bee eats the drones and then the king bee gets himself a new queen bee. So it's not completely the solution. But that monarchy, as I'm showing or talking about, then becomes a an enterprise where leadership is managing the drones towards profits, gross domestic products, uh, competing with, in a global war, those that threaten our number one dominance. Actually, now that I think about it, America is like a giant beehive where everybody's working for, for their own purpose, which is a, a standard of living, a lifestyle, healthy one, hopefully, 
for their family and are able to then share in the benefits of enterprise, not stakeholders in a government, not allowing government to be in control of anything except establishing the rule of law, some kind of rules to live by. And you don't have to have regulators delegating. You need to have the workers uh, innovating. And then we will create the products, the services, the thing, the things that keep us uh, top of the rock, number one. Um, I China is not going to get there because they're already corrupt. Their oligarchs are the same as our oligarchs. They won't. They want to take over. Uh, the Politburo will then utilize that as a way to control everything as through their the China, Chinese capitalism. They have a Chinese capitalism which embraces oligarchs and they also have the, the Chinese dream which puts the Politburo in charge of everything. So they all work for one corporation, CCP Inc. And of course, they have very low overhead because they have no unions. It's just the Politburo and CCP that it will be king forever, um, telling them exactly what they're going to get and where they're going to do it. Uh, I don't see that as, as the solution for worldwide governance or a one-world government out of Beijing. I don't even see that a one-world government working at all when we have all of these different nationalities and languages going on, uh, trying to just put that all in one beehive, particularly when then the kings and queens of the beehives then fight it out. That's the old monarchy thing. I'm talking about free enterprise, free market enterprise on the basis of American capitalism, which is monetary, and American socialism, which is the human capital, outproducing everyone, which we've been doing since World War II. And now all of a sudden, we were giving that away and then buying back these products marked up for their profit and paying shipping and distribution and shelf space to sell these at wholesale and retail. Something very wrong with that. It's called imbalance of trade. Imbalance of trade, a trillion dollars a year right now, is means we're losing money at that, at that rate. And when you're losing money, it's the, the whole root of borrowing money because you run out of resources and cash and the ability to pay your bills. And then you are bankrupt. Right now, America is, if you can look at solvency, when, you're, when your debt exceeds your gross domestic and gross national product, means that you don't have enough cash, whether it be uh, uh, pounds, guilders, ruble, rubies, rupees, or China's uh, yuan, or whatever they call it now, you're then uh, trying to deal in the global trade with, a, with the dollar being devalued by the Fed by increasing the interest rates. So right now, that's where we are. We're on the very edge of uh, insolvency. And insolvency then leads to bankruptcy. And there isn't anybody in our government at this point in terms of a party that represents 
the swing vote that will stop all this and take it in a new direction. And that's the American Enterprise Party, which is built on American capitalism and American socialism working together to bail out America, not control America. We'll still have three parties. They can be the Republicans, Democrats, and the American Enterprise Crats or whatever. But the Enterprise Party is the referee. It's pulling the extremes together for a feasible uh, rollout and bailout plan. And that plan results in us sustaining our big cycle control, the dollar still being recognized as the reference currency in all trade relations. That's my thoughts right now. Yeah, and by the way, um, states and cities and counties can file for bankruptcy. But it's said that the federal government cannot file for bankruptcy. Well, it doesn't say that in the Constitution. Matter of fact, what it says is that the government shall not extend its ability to pay. So, and it infers that if they can't afford to pay, then they have to reduce something. And that would be the size of government, in my estimation. So there is a way to reorganize America so they can go forward and be able to pay their bills. And it's that part's in the Constitution. So I think if you go through and look at it, uh, the federal government must uh, have a plan of, I, I call it, it's called quasi-reorganization or in business chapter 11 where you're able to stop the bleeding, reorganize, and either fund a way to cover all debt or write off debt from creditors that no longer have the leverage to force you into uh, dissolution. Because then that means that that everything goes back to square one and everybody scrambles to, to, to tear off their share. And I, I don't see that happening in America unless Biden gets reelected. Yeah, Sherry asked me, you know, what is accrual accounting versus cash basis accounting? Well, I'm going to explain this in detail in a, in a podcast, but cash basis uh, budgeting and accounting is a fraud. It is putting things off. It's not paying as you go, which is the way business is set up. And it's required for all all companies that file tax returns and list their stock on the stock exchange or do banking or borrow money or buy a car or go to the moon. Cash basis accounting is not a business application. It's a fraud. It's what a church would do to be able to bring in enough donations to cover the the preacher's salary, and then they put everything else off in hopes of that we'll get more donations next month. Or we'll go to the bank and borrow some money telling them we're going to get more donations, and we throw that in the pot. We don't really tell anybody we're doing that. We don't really show it on our cash basis budget. 
That's just cash in and cash out. And then if we do have to pay back the bank, then we do it later. And we really don't tell anybody that there's interest on that because, you know, you don't want to educate the parishioners. It's too complicated for them to understand accrual accounting. But I'm going to do a podcast explaining accrual accounting for not only churches or fraternities or sororities, but for the corner drugstore and for the government. Because if you don't do it that way, you skate along thinking, well, you know, we'll, we'll fix it later. We'll pay it later and later comes. And then you're going to try to write off college debts. You're going to try to pass deficit spending bills. And you make promises that will never be kept, like Social Security and Medicare, where we've supposedly funding that as we go. And it's impossible because most people are going to collect more than they ever put in. So even that needs a cruel accounting. It's a fraud if you do anything different. And then we realize that that money that we're collecting now and paying out later should be invested not not in uh, campaigns or uh, paying off travel expenses for the bureaucrats. It should be put, put aside. We should invest it in something that will return, give us a, a return on the investment of Social Security money, such invested in the stock market. Oh, well, Bush said that, and everybody just threw up their arms and said, well, you can't trust the stock market. You're trusting the bureaucrats and the attorneys that run our country? Come on. This is a fraud. This is not the art of the deal. It is the art of the steal. More to come. Oh, by the way, this isn't just the Democrats doing this. It's also the Republicans. How do you stop this insanity before China eats it up and spits us out? Because they're, they're going to accrual accounting. Ah, yes. If you read my books, you'll find out that how they're doing it, why they're doing it, when they're doing it, and we're not doing it. Yes, both parties are lying. It's a fraud. So, what are you going to do about it, Jerry? Well, I propose a third party that recognizes our country will no longer be number one in the world as this changing world order will vote for China, the UN, the World Health Organization, RDR, the World Banking, the International Monetary Fund, are backing China. Even the hedge funds here in America are investing in China. Even our shift of our, uh, much of our wealth and shifting the supply lines over to China, and they're using that for their buildup of, of the military. Because guess what? That's their biggest weapon. It's not innovation and trade. They've just stolen that from us and selling it back to us with markups, and we pay the freight. So guess who really is the smart guy on the block? And who's going to take over number one? Yes, you guessed it. 
hedge funds are investing in China against America losing. And so are the 401k plan group funds and the pension fund managers and the hedge fund managers of trillions of dollars. So guess what? America, wake up. More to come. By the way, how are you going to know this unless you listen to my podcast? Because this is the information you're going to get every day. I'm going to start recording it and posting it on my podcast. I'm not going to just write up a script and have it recorded and, and then make comments. I'm going to put this out on my podcast. And then you can get back to me through my email, my Twitter account, and ask questions. And then you'll get some, I believe, common sense answers. You're not going to get this crap about it's an issue. It's an, uh, COVID is an issue. Our, our, our tax system is an issue. Uh, who's gonna, who are you going to vote for? That's an issue. Uh, we don't have enough money to pay our policemen, and we don't have enough money to pay our military. But it's an issue. Oh, crime is an issue. Uh, China is, and the trade imbalance is an issue. Are you kidding me? Those are problems. Unless we treat them as problems and are required to come up with solutions, we don't get reelected. But right now, everything is an issue. And Sam, and Sam Rayburn said it right. It's just go along to get along. Don't try to propose solutions. Just call it an issue or a reform, and then it can be tabled and forgotten. American public's attention span is 10 seconds. So why would you want to tell them the truth, if there is a truth? No, we would have a misinformation board that would wipe out the truth along with Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all of the propaganda machines now that basically support either a Biden or a Trump or whoever is, is in, in control, that everything is going to be just fine. But how can it be when your GDP is less than your debt and, you're, and you've got negative cash flow, negative net worth, negative net assets, which de is a definition in the business world as bankrupt? And what is the first ste a step of that? Well, right now I'm watching Biden stumble up the trying to get into the airplane. But that's what happens. When you, when you elect people that have no background in finance, any background in uh, cruel accounting, any background in managing the Amer great American enterprise. And I'm not saying that I am. I'm saying that we need a party that has those kind of people that are involved in making those decisions. So a swing vote, getting those sort of people in the Senate and in the House, or in the House and the Senate, you don't have to have the president. The president works for the people, supposedly. And who represents the people? Well, the House and the Senate. Well, if we had swing votes in there being the referee, so this ridiculous state doesn't continue, state of affairs, then we start pulling the extremes towards the middle. Not the Schumer saying we're going to reform America 
and Pelosi saying uh, Biden's the best president we've ever had, and Biden standing behind uh, a, a, a shadow government where he reads everything off of a teleprompter with his speeches written by Sanders or AOC or Elizabeth Warren or all these skilled people in the world of global enterprise and how you manage it, we need, we need competence in our decision makers, our leadership. And do we have that? Hell no. We, people get reelected. Re and once you get erected, elected, the incumbents are there forever. And then their kids and then their grandkids. It's all about name recognition, right? That's rank voting. That's name recognition and people that have money that can afford to get their face and their names out there on postcards, uh, uh, on Fox News, on CNN, on all these hate ads, you name it. Those are the people that are running our, our government. So, you know, if you want it to fail, just keep doing what we're doing. And we will be second, third, fourth, or whatever it ends up being to those countries that don't give a crap about human, humanity. They just tell everybody what to do. So it's top-down management, not bottom-up work ethics and patriotism like we had in the Second World War, where we really actually had a leader, Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt. No, not Teddy, his uh, uncle. <laughs> Franklin, sorry. Anyway, just keep on listening. Orange glow. The effect sticks around for a while, but if you're looking for photos, tomorrow and... Um, this is a um, continuation of some thoughts about how we elect our leadership. Right now, you have to have millions or billions or zillions to even be considered. Because the common man, woman, uh, can't, can't even get on the ballot. Um, I'm proposing this third party swing vote, but it requires funding and funding seems to be that you have to be wealthy. You don't have to know anything. You don't have to have a plan or written a book or even have a vision. It's, it's the only way you'll get there is to go to Harvard, I guess, get a business degree, and then go to Yale and get a, a law degree, and then University of Chicago to get a medical de degree. And then you go to Stanford to get a finance degree. And then maybe, maybe you can go on GoFunding and people think you're qualified. And maybe put a dollar or two down on you. You know, it only takes 200 million enterprising working Americans to, to get somebody nominated. So that's what I'm working on. That's all I have to say. The American dream is bankrupt due to losing the imbalance of the global trade war. This represents an annual loss of GDP, with China, India, Japan, Vietnam, Indonesia, South Korea, Mexico, and 13 other countries whose exports to American exceeds their imports from America, to the tune of $1 trillion per year, costing America an accumulated $31 trillion of current liabilities, plus another $150 trillion in unrecorded long-term liabilities, by cooking the books for the federal and state governments, counting, and budgetary cash basis procedures. 
according to the www.usedebtclock.org, there are $31 trillion in current liabilities and $158 trillion unrecorded long-term obligations for the federal and state governments due to cooking the books. State and federal government have not recorded, according to generally accepted accounting principles, all the debt and understated the annual deficits. This is done by recording U.S. Treasury's borrowing and printing fiat currency by the Federal Reserve Bank as current cash receipts to be used to pay current expenditures. So it looks like they have a balanced budget. Another gimmick being using prepayment of taxpayer estimated income tax collections as current cash receipts used for current cash expenditures in an attempt to balance the budget. This is fraud in the corporate and taxpayer world, but has been acceptable in our congressional governance by leveraging our future into bankruptcy, while our stock market is hedging against loss of America's number one standing to China, with a predicted changing of the new world order. Quoted from the California Business Practices, How do California's accounting practices stack up nationally? December 12, 2012, by Alexandra Biao Accounting procedures across the 50 states should be more transparent, according to a study recently published by the state's project, a joint venture of Harvard University's Institute of Politics, the University of Pennsylvania's Fell School of Government, and the American Education Foundation. The report says, among other things, that states do not account to citizens in ways that are transparent, accurate, timely, or accessible. For example, covering deficits by borrowing money, and counting it as revenue for cash purposes, and not showing it as a liability is one type of creative accounting practice favored by California budget makers, said Fred Silva, California Forward's senior fiscal policy advisor. At the close of the 2012-13 budget, the budget-related unrecorded obligations will approach $28 billion. These accounting practices have masked the state's long-term budgetary imbalance, said Silva. By providing timely, reliable, and transparent financial reports that account for borrowed resources as liabilities, legislators, and governors will enter the budget decision-making process with a more informed and accurate understanding of the state's fiscal situation, and the public will be better able to hold them accountable. Cash accounting recognizes revenues or expenses only once they have been received or paid, which is most helpful when calculating short-term borrowing needs. By contrast, accrual accounting records revenue and expenditures at the time they are earned or incurred, revealing a clearer and longer-term view of budget surpluses and deficits. Combining both current and future amortized costs create a more reliable picture of a state's financial situation while more accurately reflecting the future consequences of policy decisions made today. The authors urge states to move toward gap accrual accounting, as California had done, as it makes obscuring deficit spending more difficult by better reflecting future obligations faced by states. Although most states are required to pass a balanced budget and not permitted to run a deficit, the aforementioned procedures have facilitated the development of a number of budget gimmicks used by governors and legislators to close budget gaps. Sidebar, quoted from the author Jerry L. Rhodes, Volume 1, The Swing Vote to Drain the Swamp and Reign in Big Brother and the Brotherhood, podcaster, and author of the American Enterprise Party Trilogy, as a CPA consultant to the state of Illinois, headed up a project to convert the state to the accrual basis of accounting in 1977. However, after the presentation by Mr. Rhodes, the governor decided that he wanted nothing to do with GAP. When he realized the ramifications of reporting the state's finances, he shelved the project. The Swing Vote Party stands for uncooking the books reported on cash basis budgetary and financial planning procedures using GAP, generally accepted accounting principles. Governmental accounting reform has been an important issue of China's Party Central Committee and State Council. From 2013 to now, China has successively promulgated several policy documents in all aspects related to the reform of government accounting. In 2013, a document named China's Party Central Committee, solving some major issues was about comprehensively deepening the reform. 
it proposed that the country's budget management system and government financial system were not perfect, especially the government's financial reporting. Therefore, China should try its best to build an accrual accounting reporting system, GAAP. In 2014, the newly revised budget law also proposed that China needed to put accrual basis into government financial reporting. At the same year, the Ministry of Finance in China had established a comprehensive accrual government financial reporting system reform plan, and the plan explicitly pointed out that, making the government financial report comprehensive, fully reflects the government's financial position, and operating results, must use the accrual basis of, accrual accounting principles, GAAP, the USA big government swamp financial condition, on the basis of GAAP. Generally accepted accounting principles are federal government, and all 50 states are intentionally understating their financial obligations by using cash basis budgeting and reporting. For example, it looks like China also realizes the failure of their accounting system, and plan to make the change to GAAP. This puts them ahead of us unless we reorganize our financial affairs. USA is borrowing money to meet payroll of 22 million government employees, with an unfunded pension liability of $7.3 trillion, unfunded government social security plan of $1.2 trillion, unfunded government health insurance plan $1.5 trillion, all unsustainable fixed overhead, difference between tax revenues and budget expenditures of $6.1 trillion. In government accounting borrowing are treated as cash received, not an unfunded liability. Sidebar, quoted from the author Jerry L. Rhodes Volume 1 The Swing Vote to Drain the Swamp and Reign in Big Brother and the Brotherhood, podcaster, and author of the American Enterprise Party Trilogy, as a CPA consultant to the state of Illinois headed up a project to convert the state to the accrual basis of accounting in 1977. That was supported by Illinois Governor Walker, who later died in prison for fraud. However, after the presentation by Mr. Rhodes, the governor decided that he wanted nothing to do with GAP. When he realized the ramifications of reporting the state's finances on an accrual basis would show the state to be insolvent, he shelved the project. And to this day, the state of Illinois does not report its financial disaster on the accrual basis of accounting. As a result, Illinois is third to only California, as of this podcast has reversed its commitment to GAP, and New York, as are all 50 states now cooking the books and misleading the voters, on the deficit spending financial condition of the entire republic, Confirmed by the data reported by the www.usedebtclock.org, posted by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and the U.S. Budget Office. News release, what is the CCP comprehensive plan to become the world's leader? According to Chairman Xi Jinping, we want to defeat USA by influencing their world dominance in trade through the UN, WHO, WTO, NATO, International Monetary Fund, Olympic Committee and World Economic Development. To accomplish this, he proposes and supports the five-step, five-year plan. 1. Steal USA technology, and improve on it then sell it back to us plus shipping and distribution costs, displaying their products free of charge. 2. Expand territory in South China Sea, Africa, India, Pakistan, South America, under its Belt Road $1 trillion investments. 3. Build global economic influence through trade agreements protecting or taking over their South Sea's neighbors, including Taiwan, Japan, Korea, and Philippines. 4. Influence worldwide institutions with their monetary and gold resources, vying for becoming the world's reserve currency. 5. Influence USA elections and leadership, the big guy and his son Hunter included, with hacking and the internet giant propaganda machine using TikTok, Zoom, Facebook, Instagram, FastChat, etc. Following our quotes from the American Enterprise Party Volume 1, the swing vote to drain the swamp and reign in Big Brother and the Brotherhood.
To do this CCP plans to conduct political warfare on the USA by supporting identity political candidates, critical race theory, climate change, university trust funds, investment in USA treasuries, and collaboration with USA enemies. In addition hedge funds, state pension funds, 401k investment funds are betting China will win the trade war. Also, CCP, with its wolf warrior attack if attack motto, has its eye on taking Taiwan, Philippines, and Hong Kong back into their fold to take over semiconductor, computer chips, production, capital formation, and banking in the South Seas. This dilutes USA's influence and puts our diplomacy strength in doubt, according to the Biden State Department. Examples of their implementation of this plan per recent events, the CCP will subvert the USA in its Iranian nuclear deal. News release, China and Iran make a deal, Iran and Russia have a new benefactor, the CCP will buy their oil and malfeasance, to the Paris Accord, and USA sanctions Russia's invasion of the Ukraine and Iran's missile development. CCP, flush with wealth, has expanded their military and infrastructure investment in their economy, and according to news reports, assisting 20 other countries in Africa, Central, and South America, by investing in the world's other emerging economies. China now controls the electronics and semiconductor, chips, and solid-state batteries for electric autos, industries with its rare earth mining investments, and its plan to take over Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, TSMC, while the USA is funding over a billion dollars to have TSMC build a plant in Arizona. The winner of this battle must protect the sovereignty of Taiwan and Hong Kong through putting pressure on China's dependence on America's markets and its ability to support the supply lines now in place. Powerful hegemon key electronic semiconductor chip producers, rare earth mining companies, and 5G telecommunication corporations, related to national security, must not be deployed outside the USA, or our de facto enemy CCP Incorporated will further control our economic future. This becomes the basis of the new Cold War. CCP's pledge is to love the motherland, and the people are to study well, exercise well, and be ready to contribute all their strength to the cause of communism for the defeat of the USA. America, to countermaneuver, needs a five-year offense plan to take back the supply lines and a 10-year defense plan for repairing its image as peacemaker in the troubled world of a few democracies and 70% of the world oppressed by commission and monarchies. This plan has been developed and proposed by founder and CEO of the American Enterprise Party as presented in his The Swing Vote American Enterprise Party Trilogy for Keeping America Great, using Americanism, monetary capital and human capital, with humanism, as the impetus, to solving the gridlocked Congress failure, to successfully manage the financial, and economic affairs of the Republic of the United States of America. Again, I would make reference to Ray Dalio's best book ever written, The Changing World Order, Why Nations Succeed and Fail. That predicts, based on historical data, big cycle empires of Dutch, Great Britain, America, and China, demonstrate that a cause and effect evolution towards there being a new number one in the big cycle world order. With America now number one slipping, and China threatening that dominance, emerging as the world leader in commerce, monetary policy, and becoming the reference currency in international trade and banking. The American Enterprise Manifesto author, Jerry Rhodes, CPA, CEO, founder of the American Enterprise Swing Vote Party, states, that the people of the USA, and its republic, must take back their democracy, of the people, and reclaim their right to have a say, by the people, in the policies, and conduct of the failing USA, and its state governance, to keep America great, by downsizing government and upsizing enterprise, to win the war on imbalance of trade, debt, deficit spending by, draining the swamp Congress and reigning in the alligators, bureaucrats, that are destroying America from within.
risk-taking and self-reliance are the traits of the majority of enterprising American workers and is the heart of democracy and each individual's health, happiness, and prosperity. Liberty is what sustains these tenets of decentralized government and freedom of choice, of speech, and our other constitutional freedoms. Not government reliance on BBB, being used by the current Biden administration. Build Back Bigger is in better government, using public health crises to close non-essential businesses, mandating masks and vaccines, plus hiring 87,000 more IRS agents to catch all Republican Americans cheating, opening the borders to 5 million immigrants, with over a million runaways who become agents of the Mexican cartels and our Chinese, Russian, and Mideast enemies. By passing trillions of dollars of spending that requires more debt, more trillions of dollars of imbalance of trade losses, while adding more 31 million illegal immigrant and reliant workers on unemployment, workers' comp, paid time off, child care tax credits, and a $168 billion stimulus money lost to crooks, $85 billion in military equipment in the retreat from the Mideast, $200 billion to $400 billion to write-down of college debt, and a $100 billion Ukraine war conciliation to Russia's shallow threat of nuclear weapons, and vowing to the NATO refusal to admit Ukraine to protective membership, so a red line could stop, the first of many takeovers by Russia, in the near future, to resurrect the USSR. According to Biden, the current Fed increases in interest rates are to stop record 10% inflation. Biden, who himself has been reliant on a government paycheck for 50-plus years, says his spending bills are not costing the taxpayer one cent, promising they will reduce inflation and avoid a stock market crash. As his Federal Reserve Chairman Powell increases the discount rate to member banks, increasing cost of capital, reducing 401k retirement plan values and home mortgage values. While, devaluing the dollar as the Fed and U.S. Treasury prints more currency to pay for deficit spending legislation and imbalance of trade deficits. Voters need to notice that the Biden administration never speaks of this being problematic, since they are just issues between the red and blue. While the Republicans Fiddle, Schumer, Pelosi, Sanders, Warren and the Squad are transforming America in the image of a Sanders, Obama, and Hillary progressive government, reliant giveaway program. To enforce this harebrained ideology on 200 million enterprising, self-reliant, enterprising American workers is a death wish. Because it is threatening all tax-paying Americans, including Democrats, by having 87,000 newly hired Gestapo to help pay for the $749 billion Green New Deal. Mislabel the Healthcare Inflation Recovery Act and incurring $87 billion new salary cost plus $100 million for pensions, healthcare, travel, and entertainment expenses for the Mean New Deal. With prospects of possibly recovering $200 billion unpaid taxes from every self-reliant taxpayer. What is the Republican Party doing to stop all of this? Complaining and counting on the Biden administration to screw up enough so they can take over and stick it to all Americans to pay for the mismanagement of both administrations for the last 50 years just to get our heads above water from the sinking ship and exploding derivative bubble that the reliant voters are individually sitting on. Of course, my solution is a third swing vote party to implement a bailout plan of reorganization presented in Volume 2 of the American Enterprise Trilogy. In summary, the problem in our current version of constitutional government in a democracy that is allowing a uni party to take over Washington, D.C. in an effort to control Americans' self-reliant culture and reduce it to follow the followers over the cliff of economic destruction. There is no accountability for trade deficits, deficit spending, debt accumulation, foreign affairs, immigration policies, 
more laws by lawmakers, more regulations by regulators, and no impartial justice in the Justice Department, with a Gestapo team of IRS agents and the U.S. attorneys to create tax fraud and felonies used against political opponents. As the crime and drug cartels are addicting our youngsters, without compunction by small-time criminals and crimes, that are ignored with no bail, to reduce the use of persons of color incarceration. How can we stop this insanity? A bailout plan of reorganization, presented in Volume 2 of the American Enterprise Trilogy. The priority is to muster a war on debt and deficit spending using gap accounting principles and a federal and state debt limit of 50% of annual GDP. Solution, downsize government reliance, upsize enterprising American workers. Voice and patriotic passion for freedom of choice and the right to work for and share in the capitalist profits. I call this the marriage of American monetary capital with American human capital, for making a profit in every enterprise in America, as well as the great American enterprise in totality, to keep it great. The Changing New World Order, by Ray Dalio, one of the most important books ever written, as reviewed by Orr's Notes www.medium.com. The author, Ray Dalio, is the founder and CEO of Bridgewater Associates, the biggest hedge fund in the world. Reviewed by Orr's Notes, April 20, 2022. It's not a book, it's a study. It is a study that narrates the rise and fall of empires, countries, and civilizations, and how it changed the world order. As we are approaching times when a great power declines, and another one is rising, it's important to be prepared. Here's what you absolutely need to know from the book. History is cyclical. The big cycle is driven by economics. Civilizations last up to 300 years, Delio estimates that the U.S. is 70% into its big cycle. They ascent in their first half, until the moment when they peak. As things get worse, they decline, and eventually disappear when they lose a war, against the new ascending empire. Long periods of peace, and prosperity lead to short periods of war, poverty, and chaos. Dalio is clear that social economic inequalities, is the leading indicator to predict the collapse of a country or empire. The leading empire does not disappear without a fight. Thus, the American world order is ending, and the Chinese world order is beginning. The U.S. ticks off all of the cases, of a fast declining power, namely, high debt, lots of money printing, internal conflicts, huge political, and value gaps, populism, debt contracted to maintain lifestyle, instead of investing in an overextended army, weakening character, huge social economic inequalities, bad research and educational infrastructures. The only thing the U.S. has going for it, is innovation, and technology. It's the leading power, but China is catching up. As for China, the indicators are rather positive, the dynamic economy, low debt, inventive, educated and resourceful population, strengthening of the military, low social economic inequalities, productivity, competitiveness, good research, and education infrastructures. Ray Dalio estimates the chances of such a war at 30%. If there ever were a war, it would likely be over Taiwan. For a complete support for Mr. Dalio's study, do as I have done, by his book. Then by Jerry Rhodes' books, on the third-party swing vote American Enterprise Party, Volume 1, Why We Must Have an Effective Third Party. Volume 2, How Do You Reorganize America Into a Profitable Enterprise, Not Institutions But Enterprising Businesses. And Volume 3, Who Will Do It, Answer, 200 Million Enterprising Workers, Human Capital, Sharing in the Wealth of the Nation, as envisioned by Adam Smith, in his landmark book of the same title, Wealth of Nations. Read it, as well, if you need clarification of what is being proposed for bailing out America, to stop the decline in wealth, and remaining the worldwide reference currency. How does Mr. Dalio's prediction support, having a swing third-party swing vote that has a platform for a war on debt not China?
by downsizing government and upsizing enterprise, using the formula of monetary capital, working with human capital, in all facets of our economy, as it has in years past. The difference is the swing vote third party, will keep the current uni-party campaigns honest, and pull the extremes towards the middle, with a vote of 200 million enterprising American voters, using the motto Keep America Great by changing the cycle that has peaked, debt financing and printing of currency, by Fed and U.S. Treasury, to equity funding, by all Americans, based on personal net worth, according to GAAP, to pay down the insurmountable debt, and curtail deficit spending on progressive ideologies. In 10 years America, will have stopped the decline in economic prosperity to win the trade war, not only with China, but those competitors who are living off of the imbalance of trade, with the U.S. As a result, those countries are also buying up our debt, to use against us, in establishing the new world order, and who shall be the reserve currency and hegemon in worldwide trade. The rest is up to you enterprising American voters. For further details see www.americanenterprisepoliticalparty.org www.jerryroadsauthor.com